Warning! This episode contains foul language, unbelievable stories, and a real bummer of an ending. Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with one of our friends, co-workers, or family members and chat about something weird. My name is Ashley and joining me this week, as always, is my lovely co-host Lauren. Last week we sat down with one of my oldest friends, Brett Carell, and we talked about strange history. I talked about the incredibly advanced civilization that made up ancient Egypt, how life was for the ancient Egyptians, and even some crazy and possibly true theories on some of their most well-known pyramids. And Brett told us all about the early career of a man named Nikola Tesla. Have you heard of him? He's truly incredible, and Brett educated us on all the technology we have today, thanks to Tesla. And this week, we're going to start with Brett again, who's here to tell us about Tesla's um, crazier side. Everyone knows geniuses are a little out there. Well, old Tessie was no exception. And Lauren is going to teach us about the creation of the Internet, who created it, why they created it, and how quickly it evolved to rule our lives. Make sure you're following us on social media to check out our upcoming episodes. We'd love to hear what you have to say about each topic. Do you have questions or theories or or stories that you want us to cover? Send them in to us. Coming up, we have a listener ghost stories episode, a Holly weird mini-sode, urban legends, a hometown haunts Iowa, which should be interesting, famous feuds, another conspiracy theories with handsome Joe, and so much more. All right, let's get to it. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you might want to go back a week. We're hopping in on Brett telling us all about Tesla and when Tesla started to get a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Enjoy the show, and I'll see you next week for some spooky stories. So one thing he was developing was a mechanical oscillator. Back to the oscillator. I don't know what an oscillator is. I mean, well, it's a back and forth fan. But like what did, what, why? This one, he was developing it for something. Okay. And he had to make an adjustment. So this oscillator was on a platform. So he climbs up on the platform to make the adjustment while it's still running. And the vibrations transferred, the vibrations from this oscillator transferred through the platform into his body. And he thought it was like a weird sensation. So he asked his assistants to come up and try it. And they all tried it. And when they stepped off, they all had this strange feeling. And then immediately they all had to go take a shit. Oh. (laughs) Like. What? It cleansed them. No. (laughs) Like it shook loose. Poo. Their bowels. So they immediately like had to go. Make poopy. What on earth? <laughs> yeah. How did this what? thing make them go poop? So I, then what did they do with this? So Well, he kept tinkering with it. And like I said, Mark Twain was one of his friends. Uh, so he's like, and hey, so, Mark, Mark so Twain, he, take a so shit. He's like, <laughs> I got to show Mark, you something. <laughs> come, come stand on this. I got to show you something. <laughs> and the same thing happened. He had to go poop. But they were calling it, uh, they continued to do it. And they called it mechanical <laughs> therapy. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. For years. Believing that it improved their health. Oh, no. And when... So Mark Twain also continued to do it. And according to Tesla, after two months of continuously doing this, Mark Twain was the healthiest he'd ever been. He was, like, enjoying life to the fullest. Huh. I don't know if it's related, but that's what he was saying. that's true. Right. Um, It could have been. But I don't think he changed his diet or his lifestyle. It's just just... he started standing on this poop machine. (laughs) 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 The oscillating poop platform. (laughs) 
<sighs> Where I, did this go? Well, yeah. I, what so, happened next? Please tell so us. So <laughs> Tesla was still exper- He was like fascinated with this. Well, thing. yeah, well, so I would be too if I had a poop he machine. Kept experimenting with it, but he decided to start increasing the vibrations. Uh-oh. So he this would turn sounds- it up a notch, oh, and no, he I continued to do so. He did it so much so that he started hearing cracking sounds. Oh, and then no. stuff started flying off the shelves. Oh. And like it got, according to what I read, machinery was flying around his lab. And so he got, he grabbed a hammer and just smashed the machine to stop yeah. it. He nearly demolished the building. Ooh. Like it was, he, it was, it was his earthquake machine. He said he created an earthquake machine. That's but so it, like crazy. he turned it up so high that it almost took the building down. Around him, it had what that was much it doing? Force. It was just vibrating the vi- the building at such a frequency that it was shaking everything apart. It was oh just God. vibrating. It was just vibrating. Okay, but it was it was the frequency at which it was vibrating that was like tearing the building apart. But he, oh, so, so he, he breaks it, and they go outside because I guess they hear something. Yeah, and it was madness. Like there were police, there were ambulance. No one knew what was happening. They yeah. were just. There was sh- building was, was cracking. Every- everything in the like the immediate area was like just vibrating. Whoa! And as soon as Tesla saw the police and everyone, he went to his assistants. He goes, "Say nothing," and they went back inside, <laughs> uh, and they never told the police or anything. What? So it was like Good a mini earthquake assistance. localized to that building. Whoa! From this machine. What the hell was this? Now, here's the thing. Was the machine actually like vibrating or was it sending out? Ooh, it was. Question. Was it sending out some sort of electricity that made it, you feel like. Well, you it were, was it was a. a, a like vib- a subwoofer. You well, know how a subwoofer. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like you, you could feel, feel it. it. Yeah. It might have been that. But it was what everything I saw was that it was was vibrating because of a frequency. So it could have. It so could have been yeah, that, but so he didn't, kind of, there was no like was word odd, of like hmm. it hurting his ears or anything right. like that. But it may have been sending out something that was yeah, shaking. It was something sending something out could feel. Of it that could destroy a building and make you poop Damn. your pants. I wonder if everyone in the area was also shitting <laughs> oh while they were vibrating. Like, was everyone just having explosive <laughs> like diarrhea? Everyone, like the cops were like, the police were like, Ooh. why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I have to change my pants. Everyone's just running around with a hand on their butt. Oh yeah, that's what I'm imagining. That should be a drunk history episode. (laughs) Serious. I'm gonna write a letter. He lives in my neighborhood, so I'll just like run into him. Oh, perfect. Oh, what's his name? I'm sorry, Drew. I don't know. No, who are you talking about? The guy who does drunk history, like the host. I don't know, Drew. Um, Drew, not Drew. Drew. What is his name? I don't know, but our old friend Carl. I don't want to say his name just to be polite, but Carl from background has been on twice. Let's just reach out to him. Okay, go on. (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) so that was kind of the start of his (laughs) madness. Then he really started to focus. He seems like he's he's getting a little. At this point, he seems like he's getting a little um, off his reckless. Oh yes. Yeah. Just well, being he, like he after this he started to focus more on his wireless energy technology. Yeah, right. Which we've seen mm-hmm. in Colorado. Yes. So that's in the prestige. He, in Colorado <laughs> Springs. He built a lab. Someone invested I think uh, I don't remember who it was. JP Morgan maybe. Someone. Some big Was it bigwig. Christian Bale? Bigwig with a whole lot of money. Invested a bunch it? of money to send him to Colorado so he could work on this wireless technology. So he had this lab. It was all in secret. So there were signs everywhere. There were fences up. And he was trying to create a wireless technology to send energy, to send messages, to send pictures, to send sound, to send all of this stuff wirelessly over great distances for free. That was his goal. He wanted to make the internet. Yes. Essentially, yeah. yeah. And like cell phones, like texting, yeah. all that yeah. shit. Is the phone, yeah, phone. Based off of general. this. Yeah, it's what he was doing. Yeah. The scene in uh, The Prestige, though, all jokes aside, where he puts the light bulb in the ground, mm-hmm. yeah. that was actually something that he did. Yeah. That was a real oh, thing. Oh, yeah, he actually did that. Yeah. That's so cool. He had his his little uh, Tesla coil. I mm-hmm. guess it was a big one. And he put wire or light bulbs in the ground, like however far away from the coil. And then turn the coil on, and they yeah. lit up. Lit up. It's yeah, amazing. it was on his property in Colorado. Yeah, so cool. That's insane. Which was nuts. That is just so far beyond where he should have been. So he was using high voltage, and he believed he could send these electric power abundantly and cheaply anywhere on the planet, and he could not. 
it didn't work. And then he started saying that he was receiving messages from Mars. He probably was. He might have been. But that's his claim was that he was receiving these these waves from what he claimed was Mars. Yeah. Eventually that place burned down. Why? And he had to move back to New York. I say why, as if he wasn't dealing with like pure electricity. Right. How did, How it, did burn it burn down? Yeah, he, well, he, crea- I don't understand. he created a gigantic Tesla coil in this, it was a barn. In so it was a wooden barn. structure. Wooden barn. Well, and that it wasn't was smart. shooting hey, out. Girls. Yeah. Okay. Loads of electricity it <laughs> and it just burned the place down. Ah, I see. That checks out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. I get he it. He wasn't done with his wireless technology. So mm. he got, I think this is JP Morgan, gave him $150,000 or $200,000, which at the time which was a lot of money. A yeah. shit ton of money at the time. Um, and so he wanted to continue his wireless technology. Um, so he built on Long Island, Staten Island, one of those two. One of the he bought, islands. I don't know how many acres, and built. Uh, what he called Wardenclyffe, okay. which it was based on the same experience experiments from Colorado Springs that he could use, except this time he was he built this gigantic tower outside and had it drilled into the earth, and he believed that he could use the earth to send power and messages around the uh, around the world, um, much like the Egyptians did, and so. <laughs> He he t- he designed the tower to send the wireless messages, or that at least that's what he told the investor. Uh-huh. Um, and in reality, it was to send free wireless energy to anyone on the planet. Mm. With uh, you just had to have this special antenna. So okay. like if you to had this antenna, it. you could yeah you could get free energy okay. as much as you wanted. So you could just power your house. Yeah. So it was one antenna. of those where he like told an investor one thing to get money and then did something other. in secret that was not that. Well, because yeah, an investor would never give you money for that because they're not going to get. They're not going to get money. Yes, exactly. Free energy, right? But Tesla was doing something good. He ended up running out of money, Mm, and he had to. He moved into a hotel. He eventually had to sell or give the hotel this property and everything just to pay for his bill because he had been at this hotel for so long. Okay, but he wasn't done like creating and inventing. So he tried to also create a bladeless turbine. So, like, you know the turbines on planes? Yeah. They have blades that spin. Right. Um, but he was trying to create a, a bladeless one. Probably with that same vibrating Well, this was, this was, it was an oscillator, thing. I yeah. think. But it was, it never worked out. It, I, I think it was because of the technology he had available to him. Yeah. Yeah, you can only go so far. Right. But he, so he never got it to work properly. Mm-hmm. But it was, it did get used because people started using it as a pump. And it worked okay. well as a pump. And this keeps something. thinking. This keeps making me think of like Dyson technology. Yeah, you know, like the oh, like, like the, the, the cyclone hair dryer, whatever. That's just like that the circle. Have oh, like the, and the fan. There's yeah, no they fans try to or take anything. Blades yeah. and fans out of everything. Out of yeah. everything. That's what that Dyson really technology true. does. I wonder if that's inspired by inspired Tesla. by Tesla. <laughs> that's what they should start saying. But his this uh, bladeless. Who's that Tesla? Tur- turbine also helped <laughs> with like speedometers. And other measuring instruments. Right. And it developed a new process for refining metals. So I think they use it in a lot of, like, mining operations. Huh. And that brings us to his really just nonsense stuff. He it wasn't Late Mars? in his life, so when he... Yeah. So when he <laughs> was living in this hotel, he was... Kind of Kind of broke. It. He... He was still coming up with these ideas. One of his ideas was to create a device to control the weather. One of his Seems ideas nefarious. was was to photograph thought. Oh. Well. Well. We talked about that a little bit. We talked about that a little bit on the AI episode, and it's uh, kind of possible. Yep. Same. I mean, it will he was be ahead of his eventually. time. Another one of his ideas was a death ray. Oh. Or what he, I think he called it a peace ray. Which was okay. just a particle beam weapon that he said could bring down 10,000 planes from hundreds of miles away. Jeez. And his <laughs> way of thinking was that if it were to be built and it worked, it would result in world peace. Because everyone would be too because, scared. Because to, in his idea, out, every yeah. nation would have one. Uh-huh. So uh, if, every, if every nation had one, it would be a deterrent for yeah. war. No one would ever want to start. Right. But I feel like most countries have nuclear weapons and right. it's still yeah like, we still threaten still each happening. other all the fucking yeah. time yep just another but Tuesday. he had good intentions 
Sure. Yeah. Um, but his... I want to hear more about Mars. Like, what were they <laughs> saying to him? It, exactly. That was never said. Oh, he just okay. he just kind of knew he was getting messages. Well, he from he Mars. went. To, he had an interview with a paper, and that's he said that that's he was said. receiving oh, okay. messages okay. from Mars. Um, but his death ray, this particle beam, was essentially like the first idea of a laser. Yeah. So, it like lasers like based on. So this. it sounds like Tesla had. Even though, like Thomas Edison had thousands of patents and Tesla only had like 300 or whatever patents, it does sound like Tesla had more of a reach into like our time today. Yes. He seems like more of an innovator, I think. Like he could really look ahead and I don't know. His creativity seemed to soar a bit more. Yeah, Thomas Edison kind of seemed more like a businessman and Tesla seemed more like the genius. Look what we can do. The genius. Get creative. Yes. Actually made the things. Right. Hmm. It's kind of. What I'm getting later, like, I don't know, in his last 10 or 15 years in his life when he was just old and probably going senile, he said he created a new motor that could work on cosmic rays. Not sure what that means. He also said that he had developed a pocket-sized mechanical oscillator earthquake machine Mm -hmm. that could destroy the Empire State Building. Ooh. I feel like that was bullshit. Well... Maybe he did. I know. Who knows? And (laughs) for his 80th birthday, Tesla informed reporters that he wiggled his toes several hundred times before bed as a way of toning up his body so that he would live for 135 years. What? Did it work? No. Oh. He like <laughs> Did died. He, he died when he was three five. He died when he was I think eighty five or something. Still eighty five right is old as shit. I was for thinking that as soon as he period, said eighty though, years right? old, I was like, whoa. And he, what did he die of? By the way, FYI. Uh, he died in his sleep. So old age, like in a hotel. So the aliens took him. Yep. <laughs> yes. They well, brought I was their man like, up with them. The. The proximity that he was to all of these like machines and this fucking oscillator that made you poop and all this yeah. stuff. Like, I wonder, it would not be a surprise to me if it was like he had several brain tumors. Sure. Well, the, you know what I mean? The things right. that he had touched. But he and wasn't. Had run the thing is, him. is he was, he was dealing with electricity, which, like I said earlier, is a natural thing found in our yeah. world. It's not like he was dealing with microwaves. Sure. It's true. Um, That's when you but get But I still think he was vibrating situation. and pooping a whole lot. Yeah. True, that can't yes. be good well, for you. Well, he he also he was like later in his life, he took a lot of daily walks around New York, mm. and on one of those walks, he was hit by a taxi. Oh, um, what? And he did. He refused medical treatment. Damn. The, and so he th- never fully recovered from that. No. All he did was go stand in front of his poop machine. He yep. was like, "No worries, I'll be better I'll be soon." Great. And this will solve my problem. He also was very particular about what he ate. So later in his life, he insisted on a strict diet, which first consisted of boiled vegetables. Then it was just only warm milk. Ew. <laughs> like, that's it? Yeah. All he had was warm milk. Yeah. Ooh. And, I mean, that could have led to his death. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, maybe. that could have probably um, contributed somewhat. Yep. But towards the end of his life, he was like, he he went to the same park every time and like would feed the pigeons, mm-hmm. and he said he could com- communicate with the pigeons. All right. Uh, he fell in love with one of the female pigeons. No, he fell oh, in honey. love with, and he said oh, that, the, and he said that the pigeon loved him back, and he knew exactly which pigeon it was. And when that pigeon died, he was heartbroken. Maybe that's what killed him. Maybe. Oh, heartbreak from the pigeon relationship. <laughs> Maybe. and But after he died, the government, he made these claims of the death ray and all these other things. Yeah. So the government came in and after his death and took, took all, of all. His, all of his yeah, materials I from bet. his from his hotel room. They took it all. They secured it. And the National Defense Research Committee was summoned to review all of it. And the group was led by an electrical engineer and physicist at the time, John G. Trump. Ugh. Donald Trump's uncle. No. Yeah. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? No. What? Not at all. He was like a very smart guy from MIT. What happened down the yeah, family what line? Who knows? <laughs> Who the fuck Who knows? was inbred in that family? <laughs> but they went through all of it and they declared that there was no verification to any of his claims. Uh, but it's still... Sure. Tesla's nephew was trying to get all this material from the government and it still took him years before he could get all of it back. And from what I read, there was Tesla's personal notebook that 
was never given back and uh, the government says they don't have it yeah, yeah right okay. right i was gonna say they probably the said like oh he was just crazy like all of his claims and then but in some bunker somewhere they actually have a fucking death ray right like based on tesla's right. work well blueprints. i also think it would be interesting if tesla like because he could do all of that in his head if he wrote down like three-fourths of each you know, right. like invention, and then kept <laughs> the other fourth thing. up here and was like, You'll take it from me. You'll never get it. Well, I wonder because, like, uh, a lot of like naval ships now, well, I don't know about a lot, but some of them have rail guns, which is like kind of like a death ray, Similar. I guess. Ew. Is so that, they is did that do the, it. the, the, uh, what's it called? Rail gun? Rail gun. Is that the one that shoots like the son- so- sonic? Waves? No, this one. No. Sh- I don't know what this one shoots, but oh. I, th- I don't, but it might be a, like a. To the description. It might be like a laser, but it also might be like. What does it do? This, it's a gun, but it can like penetrate anything. Oh shit! So like, cool. if it hits a ship, it's going through that ship, oh, and it can. God. It's fast. Well, I didn't know if it was like the. Because um, I know they. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened with this, but I remember reading about sonic guns that would kind of Sonic knock movie? you over like those like those guns you get at a hot topic where you yeah. pull it back and yeah. it shoots a, and you shoots like feel the air, the air ring only it's but this like would be sonic waves and it could like yeah it could more, like yeah. you know blast your fucking Mama head off knock you out <laughs> exactly actually like ll cool j has one. Oh, good so the so free go on no, that's, I mean, that's his... That's his line. That's, that's my that man, was, Tesla. That was Tesla. He was nuts, but He was brilliant. insane, but, but so him. intelligent. And I guarantee that notebook is in the hands oh, of the government, and we've just yeah. been using every single idea. No, it's idea. 100%. We have it. I mean, we don't have it. We'll never have it, but they have right. it. <laughs> the deep state has it. The deep state oh, no. has it. But, but the free energy thing, that's something that, you know, people are still trying to work on today. Yeah. But, it's right. being... but I think there's a lot of like roadblocks. Oh, there's a ton of, of roadblocks because who? Well, oh, another thing is Tesla to... was like an electric battery charge for that, which would is what like all the Tesla cars use. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was kind of his idea it's from him or something he wanted to do. I mean, imagine the thing is, is like if the world had free energy. I mean, the world would be an exponentially better place. Mm-hmm. We would no longer have to use like fossil fuels and right. stuff like that. The ozone layer would be protected. We'd be, like, we'd be able the world. to breathe. Cleaner the plants air. wouldn't die. You right. know what I mean? And it would be affordable. Everyone would have it. Yeah. Better economy. Be you're better all economy. But the thing have. is, is that the companies that sell electricity, electricity yeah. who's going to get behind fuel. this? Fuel. Yeah. Precisely. Which, yeah. The the only time that it's going to happen is going to miraculously happen when we fucking run out. Right. And that's it. And, and then, then there's still going to find a way The to next week we'll it. have it. Yeah. And then they'll just be like, like we have breakthrough. And it's like, fuck, go we fuck yourself. We just discovered that we could. Yes. I was gonna, uh, The only thing I had for electricity was how much people hated light bulbs when they first. Oh, yeah. You were they, saying Well, yeah. Because like first, first of all, they were it. super unreliable. Second of all, it gave people headaches. Because people were so used to just like daylight and candles, and but especially candle. when like, yeah, the actual light bulbs came, artificial light came around. Mm-hmm. People had migraines. Well, people yeah, refused that to use them. There were some people who spent a good portion of their life with electricity invented and did not use any of it. Right. Because we were saying earlier, some people thought it was sorcery. Mm-hmm. Some people thought there's no way this can be safe. Some people thought I have headaches. So right. like there are people actually that episode of Downton Abbey. Remember? where they get light bulbs mm-hmm. and um, Dame, what's her name? I always said Dame Judy Dench. I know that's where you're not. going, but it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, what is her name? I know her, her as Professor Maggie. McGonagall. Oh, yeah, Maggie. Maggie... Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Dame no. Maddie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Maggie Smith? Maggie no. Smith, is yeah. It? Yeah. Dame Maggie Smith in the in the episode. Professor she's, McGonagall for she's life. She's literally but... like... Get away. Get away. <laughs> Light bulbs. No, thank you. Yeah, There's she's also like, an episode where they get it. a record player, but they're so excited and it's the cutest. I like the episode where they get the phone for the first time. Yes. And uh, they're like, what? Hello? Like putting yeah. it up to their ear and their mouth. Well, because like, you used to it? have like, you know, you just pick up the phone and say, and it was just an operator. Like you didn't yeah. dial numbers or anything. And you could just like pick up a phone and like it's talk like to somebody. You had to like crank the side. Yeah, yeah. you crank the side. And you'd have you'd something to hear thingy. in, but you had to talk into a whole other. Yeah. It was just Anyways, a big deal. It was a good time. I remember. Good times. So guys. It was not like- <laughs> 
<laughs> Hi, hello. Hey, hello. So I'm kind of like the short and sweet little end of this after the amazing stories you guys just told. Well. I definitely don't have as much, but I wanted to kind of stay on the timeline as we we're going through and get up to one of the most current crazy times in our lives, which was when the internet was coming about. Yay! And I was so hesitant to do the internet at first because I thought we all know enough about it. But actually, through my research, I didn't really know the history of it at all. And I was kind of excited. Do you guys know about it? I don't know anything. That, the only thing I know is my favorite thing is they play it on my alt radio station, my 90s alt rock radio station. They uh-huh. play the like audio from this clip. But I think it was it was Al Roker. It was like a news clip where they're talking about email and they're like email and they're like What's yeah email? it's like sending letters but you online and you don't <laughs> have to send anything and they're like so you're telling me that i can just send a message to anyone in the world and it's just like they're to so see that is like jesus christ get but a life you but know it's what I mean? so crazy that this happened in our lifetime and i now understand their excitement because we were so yeah. young when the internet came about like i remember a computer just appearing in our house one day and my dad's like listen to this and it was like beep boop 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 dialing up you know into the thing yeah and then welcome you've got mail when it would get into AOL and I was like what have you brought into this happening so it just kind of appeared and I never really knew the history so it was kind of fun to look in and sorry to our listeners if you know all of this already just uh shut us off strap in or strap in and listen for round two so um Basically, the phone was the first thing to come around that let us communicate with people who are far away. And it was insane mm-hmm. because we had Morse code before that and telegraphs and these different things. But then the telephone came CBD around. radio. Like, yeah, there were these cool things coming about. But the telephone absolutely revolutionized communication. That was the first step. And that was definitely something that was being worked on by a ton of people, kind of similar to what you were saying. And Alexander Graham Bell just happened to be the first one to jump on it and patent it, which I thought was interesting because a ton of other people were also fighting for it. And it happened on accident with his assistant. They were trying to make a harmonic telegraph that could send different pitches and send multiple messages at the same time. Interesting. But his assistant accidentally electrified a vibrating reed on the telegraph and they realized they could use vibration to produce and receive sound waves. And that's how they invented the phone and hopped on it. And in 1876, so really, he brought Alexander it to the Bell, Bell like didn't do shit. It was his assistant. His assistant. I know. So it kind of was. Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy <laughs> Dame Judy Dench Dame, is what I said. Dame Judy Dame Judy Dench. Um, but the phone was the craziest thing, and I want to give a little respect to the phone, even though that's what I'm not fully talking about. Because but still, like how it changed It changed everything. everything. This was the first thing that really it was like skyrocketed the printing communication. press yes. and the phone. And then the phone. It changed like human communication. Because it just made communication so easy. People couldn't believe, similar to the email wonderment, that they could talk to someone in real time. Like, how are you hearing me? I don't understand. How are you hearing me? Do you have a string? <laughs> and the phone was so amazing that um, people just wanted to make it better and wondered, okay, how can we just do more with this? How can we communicate even further? How can we do this without using these tall towers and these power lines that phones are connected to so the internet that we know today um was formed a little bit later in life but if we first go back a bit to 1957 after sputnik's launch the satellite that went up in 1957 this is when americans started to freak out it was after sputnik went into the air and they thought the soviet union as we knew them then they thought they are so much further along than us mm-hmm. what are we going to do we're not doing research on the right things yeah. we're trying to make bigger cars and get cool television sets and they're sending satellites into orbit and what the hell so they started to really freak out and hunker down on the sciences right around this time so there started being more science classes coming into schools there weren't always chemistry classes and biology classes and all of this stuff so they were really starting to push science classes into school just like reading and writing yeah just arithmetic arithmetic and arithmetic yeah Yeah. that's all you learned it was the basics so they're like no 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 we need to start pushing science into all the schools let's get these in the colleges there was a little bit there but they were 
really starting to push. And also large corporations were starting to fund more scientific research. And America just really wanted to keep up. Oh, Penny's back. There's a cat back. <laughs> pen, pen. Penny found the shoes again. Back to the laces. <laughs> so we're diving in head first. We want to be able to keep up with technology. And also we want to be able to defend ourselves. Yeah, we're we want to be the first like, and we want to be safe. Yes. Yeah. Like what are they going to do to us with this technology that they're doing over there? We need to defend ourselves and also have something in line. So let's hop to it. And during this big study and science surge, they're starting to realize that our telephone lines could be blown up and we could lose all communication in a heartbeat so easily. If a missile were to fly at us, they would blow up those power lines. Everything would go down. Those towers are so easy to hit. They're tall. They're everywhere. We have landlines. Well, and you become dependent on technology so quickly. Yeah. Communication was everything. If we everything. lost that, and we if, would, I mean, that would be have it. nothing. Yeah. yeah. And so this mostly was for the military, obviously, as I've been saying. They wanted to make sure there was a communication that could be a little more invisible and a little bit more um, something that they could send, not just with landlines. They could send data and they could send information to soldiers on the front lines, being able to contact an airplane, being able to contact someone in another country. They needed something that wasn't going to rely on phones and could also be wireless and reach everything like we were talking about before it always wanted to be wireless and how yes. can we just get this anywhere how do we get this big galactic network of communication so um during this big surge of science research this is when nasa was formed which mm -hmm. we all know so well and also this agency called arpa which was uh the department of defense's little agency called advanced research projects agency and arpa is the agency that began to start to form computer to computer communication and internetworking in order to exchange data they went all in on this this was their main thing so we started off with computers the size of small houses. Like yeah, I was going to say, like The buildings. largest systems, a full building. And between 1962 and 1965, scientists from MIT and ARPA were coming up with ideas and blueprints that could make this galactic network possible. They were forming all their theories, getting their plans in order. And then in 1969, the first communication was sent from a large house of a computer in a lab in UCLA to another large computer over at Stanford. The message was one word and it was login, L-O-G-I-N. And they were so excited. This was the first test. The message, sadly, oh. that it said login. <laughs> You'd think that they would say it would be like boobs. Boobs. <laughs> Penis, because you know it's all guys, <laughs> or, right? All these or like guys the, standing the images that you make with, uh, like, oh yeah, like, the, like what is that called? Like with name. letters, so like, oh yeah, I mean, like just a pair of tits. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they could have made little <laughs> like, boobs. Yeah. Or like the guy with his arms up in the air. Like, <laughs> 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 we all do the shruggy guy. The guy is just like I don't know. I don't know. The Reddit guy. Okay. He's my favorite. Yeah. Um. No, they did log in. Okay. And Snooze. sad. Sad news, guys. The message only made it partially on their very first test. Stanford received the L and the O, but not the rest. Mm. But where did it go? Where did it disappear to? I mean, thin where air. Is I don't it know. Now? Where is it? But this was One still. One of these days, I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to get a text that just says like G I N, Gin. and I'm going to be like, <laughs> I found it. Gin arrived. It made it to me. Go on, Gin. Um, but this was still very exciting and huge. They had found a way for data to be reformed into little blocks or packets, as they called them, and then it could find its own route from computer to computer. Um, so this was still a very exciting thing. They called it packet switching, but again, this is all of the terms that I don't fully understand. Right. But it was basically like all of the content, the data they wanted to send had to be put into a packet that could be then sent to another computer and it had to be able to understand the route to get to that other network. But um, this was a huge first step. Yeah, this was a big deal. And this was all to be formed for the military. That's who this was all for. Yeah, it wasn't for like, not. Joe Schmo. Right. Who's like, I want a computer in my house. And his wife who wants to look up a recipe on Martha Stewart's <laughs> I website. I need Pinterest. The government desired to have the ability to send the data, you know, out to the people fighting on enemy lines. And this communication of networks would be invisible. So that dream is what the internet eventually and became. hard to destruct. Yes. And very hard to destruct, which was the main, main thing. 
So this made it challenging with the current state of this little mini internet that they had made because the data was still very wired. It was in this wired ARPA network, they were calling it, since it was made by the ARPA team. And to get it to go out to more distant places or to get it to connect to a radio to then be broadcast out or to hit a satellite, there was still so much more that had to happen. So this first step was awesome and they were celebrating it, but it was still a very wired network so far. So by the early 70s, four computers had joined this small little ARPA network and the computers were getting better at communicating using the packet switches. However, as more and more people were wanting to join, starting with Hawaii, they wanted to have Aloha Net, which I thought was cute. Hawaii wanted to get in on it and they were realizing we need to step up our game. There needs to be some sort of middleman. Something needs to happen to help us you know, code into a different signal to get it out of there. Because basically what I learned was this would be like two completely different languages trying to communicate. If you were to try and send something a long distance, if you're trying to get on a completely different network, it's like Spanish trying to communicate with Mandarin and it's going to get jumbled and the message isn't going to make it there intact and it's just not going to work. So there had to be a completely So it would like show up on another system. computer as like wingdings. Yes. And it was such a big undertaking when you think about all of this because you had to have this unified system that could be a universal language for all networks to understand, but it also had to be wireless and it had to have coding and it Is this was how this they crazy came up thing. with like the zeros and the ones? Binary? 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 Oh. I don't know. Definitely could be. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely could be. I but didn't find that specifically. Language, that is right? like the like universal the, code. The binary code. I don't know the specifics that they I, used. I, I just know that it was awesome that they got there because honestly, they were sitting there. Because how? Staring at this network thinking this is maybe a long shot. Like we have this idea of how we could possibly make it happen, but this is crazy town. So then this is when my favorite part of the story comes into play. There is this group of seven scientists um, meeting at a beer garden in Silicon Valley here in California in 1976. They meet at this bar called Rosati's, and it's behind this hotel called the Alpine Inn. It still exists today. Um, They were sitting at a picnic table with a huge computer, and they were starting the internet that we know today just here in this beer garden using the work of these two scientists named Vinton Cerf and Robert Kahn, who came up with the very first internet protocol, the universal protocol, the way that data can be shared universally. So these seven people... That's where I get my best ideas, though. I know. you got to have a little beer next to you. They're sitting out on a nice day in good old California. Drunk as a skunk. (laughs) What have we had? What are we doing? So it's six guys and a girl. Hey, girl. And there was a girl there. There was a girl there. I know. Super proud of her. They're sitting at this picnic table. I don't know her her at all. (laughs) No, I'm sure it's open. Um, They have their computer on the picnic table. All of these cables leading out to a van that's out in the parking lot connected to their computer. Not conspicuous at all. The van then has an antenna on top of it. That antenna is shooting out to a mountaintop that has some sort of repeater box on it, which again, we were talking about like all these transmitter boxes that we don't understand, had some sort of repeater transmitter box that was up there receiving the signal and it then amplified it to give it another extra boost that then sent it to an office a little ways away, also in California, over in Menlo Park. And then the computer over in Menlo Park could receive the message. So they were testing it here with all these things in place, but leading back to this little computer sitting on a picnic table. And they sent out a message. Also, I want to include, this is like a rough crowd bar. Like Rosati's had like Hell's Angels were known to hang out there and just like lots of bikers and just like so just these just imagine couple these of little nerds. scientists. Yeah, these were Stanford um researchers, just ha- all these little goobs <laughs> just these over goobs. here hanging around with the bikers. But they sent out their first message. 
The office in Menlo Park received the message perfectly intact from this beer garden. And it was the very first successful transmission. I like to think that it was like a movie where like you see the nerds and you see like the bikers like kind of like picking on them, but then like it cuts back to the nerds and the bikers are really interested in what they're doing. And then when they're like, We said the message and the bikers are like, Huddled behind them, like staring at the screen. Everyone's hugging. Yeah, it's really biker falls in love with the nerds. Girl, yes, maybe. and then one of the guys right falls in love the with sunset. a pigeon. <laughs> I can see it. Life. I can see it. So they were these people were the first to have the successful transmission, but they were taking the work of those two guys, Vinton Surf and Robert Kahn, who came up with a way to make the internet flexible. They were the ones that basically made a message be able to travel anywhere, no matter if it was going to a radio signal or some type of satellite dish. So they put it into words to explain to dum-dums, like water can be ice, vapor, or liquid. This was the same idea with the data. It had to change its form to get through certain routers and go all these different ways. And I found out that even today, when we are doing a simple Google search, it's going through like 13 different routers before it gets to us, but it just happens I feel really bad about like every Google search that I do now. No. I All do the so many Google searches. But now it's so fast it happens instantly. Whereas this, I'm sure, started off very slow, but the message still got there. And they kept working on it and working on it. They realized the message could travel all the way across the country to Boston, still in perfect condition. It could travel miles and miles. And so they kept moving with this idea. And by 1977, they had conquered communicating with three different networks. And throughout the 80s, the internet just was soaring. They had finally mastered it, but it was still only being used by the military and the yeah. government. They were just using it to exchange data, and researchers were also allowed to use it to well, and I'm share sure their they educational didn't know tools. how to make it affordable for regular people. Sure, because this like this crazy. again, the computers were house size. Yeah, and they like, were huge. They progressively are getting smaller even to this day. Yes. But even <laughs> so I remember tiny. my first computer in 1998. That oh, thing yeah. was, I mean, it was like, as big as that TV and not cool looking right. at all. And it had that huge back that mm-hmm. extended out to the wall. Yeah. And then you had to, it the got huge really actual hot. computer under you. Yeah. <laughs> the fan would come on inside. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So these computers were crazy. But I mean, this was an insane new powerful invention that was connecting the whole world and mostly the military and people being able to communicate in different countries now with this amazing new invention. So there's also a cool little plaque outside of Rosati's up in Silicon Valley that says this day in August 1976, we honor the seven scientists from Stanford and their breakthrough. And it talks about so it. So sweet. Which That's I think is so adorable. That's the shot of the movie. It's where like, they like pan, they pan, and then they yeah, and then they like, show the plaque, the music on Instagram, and then there, and then it cuts to a picture of the actual person, and be like, Mark Ruffalo played this guy, <laughs> and then it'll be like he went on to, he went on to like do the, this, the and the it's showing the real the people like dancing yes, at, yeah. by the picnic yes. table, and you're oh, like, oh man, <laughs> and it freeze frames freeze on frames. the okay, right. I'm writing it. It's like the end of tag. <laughs> I haven't the seen movie. Tag. Oh, it's good. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I've actually it's heard really it's good. a good time. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I love Jake Johnson. I love Jake Johnson. I love Jake Johnson. love New Girl. He's Johnson. My, he is He's my Nick forever. Nick Miller yeah. is Nick Miller. My Nick Miller, guy. Nick Miller. Yes. Never does anything. Nope. We love him. <laughs> Go on. Love him. So, Did you guys see Drinking oh. Buddies? Yes. No. Watch it's Drinking really buddies. good. Is it? It's so good. And it's good. mostly improvised, isn't it? By Almost them. the entire yeah. yeah. They just kind of let them run the wild. Thing is, it's it's Olivia Wilde. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis is kind of in it. Yeah, he's um, a small part, but Anna Jake Kendrick, Johnson. Jake yeah. Johnson. It's so good. It is good. And it takes place in Chicago. Go on. Oh, we love Duh them even bears. more. Right, guys? Duh bears. Duh bears. Duh right? Bears. Right, guys? Right? Chicago? Sorry, I'll stop interrupting you with Nick Miller talk. No, (laughs) I... Nick Miller talk is always loud. So that's what was going on through the 80s. The military was using it. Researchers were using it. It was amazing. But by the early 90s, a programmer named Tim Berners-Lee from Switzerland came along who formed what we now know as the World Wide Web. He wanted to create a way for any civilian to get online and look for information. So he thought there should be a web of information to search from rather than just a way to exchange files. He thought, that's great and all for these research nerds over here, but the whole world could be benefiting from what the internet can do. Like there's a wealth of knowledge out there. 
So Tim was forming this with his programming knowledge in 1991. And then in 1992, some researchers from the University of Illinois. <gasps> Holla! You have a champagne or band. I didn't even go there, guys. I'm just cheering because it's no, so I Illinois. No, I didn't either. I didn't just, either. It, it's, it, it was just exciting because it's we, close we're from there. to our home. Southern Illinois. Yes. Well, woo woo. Woo woo. Illinois State. Okay. So town proud. They created a browser that actually would be, you know, a little more user friendly, kind of taking Tim's idea, but making it easy to use for all the dum-dums. They created a browser called Mosaic, which eventually got changed to Netscape, which you guys might Ooh, remember. Yeah. Netscape. Well, I remember like Netscape. The very Netscape first the browser. Shit. It was like the one. So this is when we finally had pages with search bars and scrollers, and we actually could find ways to navigate and find the information that we wanted. When did Angel Fire start? Oh, God. That's a great question. Probably around this time, right? <laughs> I love Angel Fire. Go on. (laughs) Probably 1993. Okay. I have no idea. Once the web became a place for everyone, that's when businesses realized that they could make themselves more known getting onto the internet. And that's when people started creating websites, starting to sell their merchandise on there, putting all of their money toward the web because people could see this is where the future's going. Like, this is obviously where we're all going. The internet was, it wasn't like, the wheel or lights. It no. was like everyone People weren't was like, scared of this, it. They were ready. This. Yeah. Somebody tested it and said, this is incredible. How did I get that information that fast? And we it just We were also at a place up. in like society where it wasn't like, this is witchcraft. Right. <laughs> We've yeah. come a little further. Yeah, we, we, we all like, had our yeah. like banana colored phones in our houses. You yeah. know, <laughs> we were we were getting there. Um, so yeah, first businesses got on there and it was also used for research. And then after the nineties was when the internet kind of just went insane and became the internet we know today. We had AOL, we had chat rooms, email, porn, chat roulette. Does anyone remember chat roulette? Oh, Uh, do I remember? It still exists. Okay. But I actually don't know. It it is like a dark thing now. I think it does exist, but it's just, I think the last time I got on there was just like cock. Cock. Yeah. Cock. Which I was sad about because to be honest, when it first came out, it was kind of fun. Me and my friends would get on it and you'd sometimes like it would be all girls and you'd come across a group of all boys and then you'd all chat and get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes you'd just make a buddy and then literally within a year, it was just penises. So, yeah, well, it went You remember the the Ben Folds thing on chat? Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was really cool. The what? He was used for good. So he he was doing a concert and he had the chat roulette screen on going and he made a song out of everything yes. that they were typing. Okay, yes, I know Which what you're talking fun. about. Yeah. So yeah, the internet became that crazy place where now we have the dark web and unfortunately lots dark of bad web. things. But as much as we can talk crap on the internet and how we probably use it too much and we need to take breaks from it, it is incredible what we have at our fingertips and how I mean, this podcast is a perfect example. We have to use yeah. the internet for literally everything we do on the podcast to upload it, to advertise for it, to put it out in the world. We have to use the internet for all of our research to mm-hmm. get our notes. It's and just, to use the internet to download the program that we're recording on. Exactly. We it's use everything. the internet to order the microphones. Yes, the microphones were taken. And, and, you, need, and you need to order microphone stands. Okay. Yes, and, Brett. We'll and get there. We're saving so, money for that. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> That we have the internet. And I just think it's so crazy that how quickly it kind of came up in the world. It, it was really like, did. It was just this quick brush. It was and kind then, of unstoppable. Yeah. Once it started, it couldn't be stopped. You know, the military got in on that and then a couple civilians here and there and then finally to the world. And now it's this unstoppable force. We don't even have landlines anymore because mm-hmm. we all use our cell phones that are tiny computers that get internet even when you're just walking through a park it's, it's even we it's so crazy it's that even now it's even weird to see people in movies with landlines like the I other know. day what are you doing i was watching uh match point yeah and there's a scene where jonathan reese myers gets a call and he like goes up and he like there's like the the pad and the paper next to the phone yep. to take messages right next to the phone. Call Rita. Yeah. And I don't even know why it's the first time it's ever happened to me, but I remember seeing it and just being like, Huh. That's interesting. Who's still using it? We don't that? do that anymore. No one even takes <laughs> notes anymore. That. Yeah, you don't take a note. Because you can for literally anyone. like put someone on, you know, either have your headphones in or put someone on speaker and just right. do the note on your phone. That's our world now. I brought a book. You did bring a book. Look at I got books. Look at that. 
She got books. I got books. That girl got books. But I got this book on the internet. There you Brett. go. From the library. But it's still cool that you have a book. <laughs> that you were <laughs> flipping you through real pages. Yeah. Real, real life pages. So then to wrap up, I just have a couple fun things that I found on the internet <laughs> about inventions that exist in our world that just kind of have some fun facts. So dry cleaning was invented by accident when someone unintentionally knocked over a kerosene lamp and discovered that it could remove stains from their clothes. I thought that was kind of cool. Whoa, Whoa kerosene removes stains? Yes. Kerosene Excuse is me? used in the cleaner that they use. Like That's why dry cleaners have their whole like intense system. They discovered it from a kerosene lamp. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Welcome. <gasps> Welcome to the ah! future. Um, Apartment also, ghost is back. Yeah. <laughs> Fun throwback to Thomas Edison, who you may remember invented the electric light bulb, sort of. But he was also responsible for the creation of the tattoo pen. It was patented originally under the title Stencil Pens in Newark, New Jersey. And it was originally intended to be a duplicate device. But then Samuel O'Reilly, another scientist, realized later that it could be modified and used on skin to put ink into the skin. So Edison kind of came up with it. And then it just got That's fixed cool. a little later on. I know. I thought that was cool. Ooh, I didn't even notice this before, but you said his name. Guglielmo Marconi, the inventor of the radio or, you know. Well, kind of, yeah. sort of, um, is the great grandson of John Jameson, the inventor of Jameson's Irish whiskey. Oh. All these motherfuckers are related. I know. Okay, and I think those. But are the only. you know, technically, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. So, hallelujah, yes. hallelujah, praise Jesus. Um, and then I have a couple of inventions that were just bizarre. So those were things that Didn't are quite work still out. around in the world. Little fun facts, Shake but weight. then. <laughs> That shake weight man. That shake weight man. Did not work out. If you got it a better didn't, design. It really kind of crapped out after all. <laughs> if it didn't look like you were just whacking it just whacking didn't look like off, a constant you know hand I mean? job in action. Maybe people would use it. So there was once a thing called a tomaton, which cool. was a wearable robot that feeds you tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It was invented by the why? Japanese juice vendor Kagome. And it's a robot that sits in a harness behind your head, pulls out tomatoes, and puts them directly in your mouth why as you run or out? ride a bike. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure why that didn't work out because it sounds great. It There's sounds a little like, like screenshot of this guy. How many in the tomatoes video. are you eating no, that you need at, a robot? Look at this machine. Just okay. get look at what it looked like. Oh my god! I know if I play the video, it'll buffer forever. But look, they it's came like out of his parasite. little backpack. He grabbed them with his little arms and put them in your mouth, and he had a big tomato. Wait, those head. are whole tomatoes. Look, and then you like munch, munch, munch. Wait, so <laughs> you know, wait, how munch, do you munch, munch, munch. Does it hold the tomato there, or does it just shove it in your mouth? Ooh, that's a good oh, question. Gosh. Because I those those are like or big tomatoes. Maybe it didn't work out because it was shoving them in. It was choking everybody. <laughs> what if it killed a guy? Honestly, it all right. Could've. I got it. What is that? Tomaton. Tomaton. Yeah, I was like, look it up, okay. folks. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then there was it's a group weird that that didn't catch on. I I truly don't get it. You know. <laughs> then there was the group shaving machine made in the 19th century, which would shave a dozen men at once. Oh no! But it was it couldn't alter its movements according to face shape, so it was just getting everyone completely unevenly and scraping up people's me of, faces. Um, the and... the machine in Casper. Casper. Yes. <laughs> no, that's exactly. <laughs> I thought it's exactly like and when it misses you completely Uh when you're not the right size yeah that was the shave machine it would get one guy nice and good but then everyone else failed miserably yeah Yeah. the inventor it was like I got a smooth shave and everyone else just had a bunch of shaving cream on their face and was left in the dust sliced to bits (laughs) sliced to bits and then the last one I wanted to read about there used to be a mousetrap pistol This 1882 invention by James A. Williams of Texas, of course, who was from Texas, takes a very serious approach. (laughs) Takes a very serious approach to mice infestations. (laughs) He will not have it because this product was literally a mouse trap. That if a mouse walked onto a certain part of the trap, it would trigger the revolver that would shoot shoot the mouse. Oh, so it was a gun. It had a gun. (laughs) I thought it was just like. A, like a thing that shot mouse traps. Yes, <laughs> me too. I was 
thinking it's oh, shot so mouse traps, and, and I was totally like, why? Because like, yeah. I just like, said mouse you'd trap You see a, a mouse running across the floor, and you and just you go, aim your mouse trap gun and see, shoot it. Now and it would that just is it. something that would work instead of having a revolver on your floor well, that shoots a mouse thought, and maybe like, almost shoots your ankle off when if you're like doing the dishes yes. nearby. Yeah, it's not safe. Your no, idea is better, guys. <laughs> it just reminds for some, some reason in my head the jackass mouse trap. Thing, Which one? The one where he dresses as a mouse and he has to like get oh, to the and cheese. Go, and there's and just it's a, mouse just traps a all over the floor. Full of mouse traps, <laughs> and he ends up yes. with like thirty mouse traps hanging off of his body. Well, you good thing cheese, they weren't though. attached to a pistol. He did get that cheese. Yep, those are just my little yeah, fun he'd be facts. Dead, right? Okay, so do you guys know what an EMP, like a weaponized EMP is? Uh, yes. No. So it would only take two if dropped in the right places over the United States. And it would wipe out every single thing that's electrical. All electronic devices. All electronics. Oh. All of Just our methods them. of communications. No way. Pacemakers. Oh, unless, cars. Unless, uh, I think it's unless they're lined with lead, like ha- are in a protective lead case of some mm-hmm. sort. I think that can all protect them. All electric, Whoa. all cars with any electronics. So only cars Shut before like 1980 maybe like would run. Damn. Probably earlier than that. Probably actually. early because yeah. lights and shit. That's true. Yeah. So there's a book, actually, it's called One Second After. Did you read One Second After? Yeah, that's, I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah. When we were talking it's about, uh, like, if we lost the internet, lost commu- like, if we'd lost, if we lost phones and internet, yeah. I was thinking about that book. Yeah, yeah so, how crazy. Or the movie Red Dawn. Or the movie oh. Red Dawn, yeah, exactly. So in One Second After, basically, it's written by an actual uh, military man. And uh, I call him military man because I don't fucking know what he does, but I know he is in the military. <laughs> okay. And it's about a family, uh, a father and his two daughters, I believe. And basically what would happen if this happened to the United States and like how people would react. Right. And like th- the the interesting things about the book were just like the things that we don't think about. Like, for yeah. example, one of his daughters was diabetic. Mm. She needs insulin. Right. You need a refrigerator yep. to keep the insulin cold. So once her insulin is out and there's no, I mean, the thing is, is it's not like, well, let's just repair it. No, there's no repairing it. There's no power. There's and no are, electronics. Don't people use to check their blood sugar? Don't a lot of people use little electronic yeah. things too, yeah. to check? So, and just thinking of like the way that, uh, you know, we, we might still have running water, but we wouldn't have a way to... um to have like safe running water sure because that's all well, electric yeah, yeah. water treatment plants are totally down yes. it would be so crap. you know they in the book like they start drinking the water from the pool because even though there's you know chemicals to keep the pool clean well did they also drink their urine they might have drank their urine Ugh. it gets so dark but it gets honestly, so dark and what do you so do? scary <laughs> because like just the, the little things like that. And like, the, obviously it's, you know, that's a post-apocalyptic world. People are going to go crazy. But just like, imagine no lights, no, that no, scares no the heat, shit out of me. no cooling, mm-hmm. no water, no communication, no communication, no, communication, no, transportation, no, travel, no transportation, no travel. You can't get to anyone you need to. That is horrifying. You, you see the true colors of the people. Yeah. Well, yeah. what will they the book, do? They start creating like gangs and yeah. these clans, and like mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, join them, they come after you or hurt mm-hmm. you or rape you. But the or, thing I'm is, sure. is like think about it. I mean, you're fine if you have you know matches and a lighter or whatever, because those aren't mechanical. But what happens when those run out? Like right. you don't have a stove anymore. Yep. So you basically you build a fire, huh? You build a well, fire. That's the thing. Like <laughs> if you know how to build a fire, oh yeah, you'll be insurance. fine. I don't know how to build a fire. Yeah. I can't pop the hood on my. T- car we talked about this <laughs> we did discover I'm, that. i'm in trouble like yep. i need to find and joe so is rough. worse off than i am so like we have to find someone who can help you have to <laughs> you find someone I mean? who's like, willing to help you too if to everyone turns and, like, on each other to help me like feed myself well i think and, i yeah. think it was strangers that were turning like the fr- okay. i think the friends yeah. kind of created their little you groups can get to your friends but just think about it like ha- cooking no no microwaves no stoves no ovens man it's bonkers to think about if we did not have technology like all of our advances anyways we've been talking for a thousand years so we'll just (laughs) time to wrap it up with that (laughs) 
Sorry to leave you on a dark note, folks. Sorry about it. Also, just FYI, that's a real weapon that is that the United States does have. That's all the time we have today for Keep It Weird. Woo. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our patrons that donate to our show at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. Check that site out if you want to get newsletters and bonus episodes, and obviously, thank you, Brett. For coming on the show today. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, that was a really, um, I learned a lot actually about Seriously. Tesla. And Thank you poop for machine. your knowledge and the poop I machine. Didn't, that's the best thing about this episode is the uh, poop machine. That is 100% the best part because of this episode. An oscillating one, poop platform. What? And two, <laughs> what? And three, how? How? And for, and for who? <laughs> so follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page Keep It Weird. Our website also is new and improved and it's up www.keepitweirdpodcast.com. Next week, we are going to be recording a listener ghost stories episode and it's going to come out. On Friday the thirteenth. So is it? I can't even yes. see that far. Because like next week, like really, well, the thing you know, is, is like next week things. we're gonna be doing this thing, and then we're, like the next week we're gonna record, and then no, on you're Friday the so thirteenth, right. yes, Friday the thirteenth, and then perfect. on the Saturday the fourteenth is our live show. A lot of fun stuff coming oh, up. Dream Very excited. Weaver. Brett, what's our sign off this week? Huh? <laughs> what's our sign off? What's our sign off? Oh, what I don't know. What is it usually? I don't know. Oh, guess I make it. Yeah, the guest makes that. Uh, kids, <laughs> listen to your parents and eat your vegetables. You know Wait. what? That was our first sign-off on this show. What do you mean? You that was said our very eat first your one. veggies I and keep it weird. That. We're two of a kind. Oh my I God. did say eat your veggies and keep it weird yes. on episode one. So kids, eat your vegetables, right? Yeah, yeah. and listen to your oh, parents. Listen, oh, to, your listen parents. to your parents. Absolutely, unless your parents are assholes. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta listen to them, or you get a whip. True. No, that sucks too. Kids, I don't know. Mind your manners. Mind your manners. Eat your veggies. Eat your veggies, and keep it weird. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. Yay. Hi, friend. Welcome to my home. The cats don't leave you alone. Yep. Oh, maybe she just needed one little. No. No. Is she tickling you? She's just just going at it. I think she's licking me now. Now she has his shoe pinned down between her (laughs) paws so she can get a great grip. Penny, you're being so distracting. Mommy's working. (laughs) Your shoe is her scratching (laughs) post right now. It's amazing.